Okay, everyone. Thank you all for joining us this afternoon. This is Leila Pence, and I have with me Dryden Pence. First of all, I want to thank you for all your trust and confidence in Pence Wealth Management, and hopefully uh, you will feel even a bit more confident after this call about what we're doing. And and uh, we wanted to, with, with this tremendous volatility in the market, we, we wanted to, instead of just doing our normal email, we wanted you to hear from us directly about how we feel and how we see things. And uh, so I thought I'd go ahead and do like a, a, an question-answer format so that to uh, facilitate this uh, webinar. So Dryden, you know, what everyone is asking me, how long is this going to last? What's going to happen? Are we going to go lower? Is this, you know, what is going on with this market? Well, first of all, thank everybody for being here. We've written three or four emails about this and sent them out, so I, I encourage everybody to take a look at those. Uh, we, we don't try to inundate you with things uh, and e emails from the investment team, except at moments where we think it's important. So we've sent several out, but I want to want to kind of highlight some key things that are important. The most important thing to think about with regard to the coronavirus and then the response that it's created, the, this uh, unusual market volatility, is time. This is the real thing that's most important. And the most important number of all the numbers and all the data and all the things that they're going to be throwing at you over the next couple of days and weeks and months. It's not how many people get sick. It's how long it takes for those who are sick to get well. This is the thing that's very important. And the important thing to know about this virus, and now we're, see, we're, we're now, you know, really a month and a half or more uh, into it with the Chinese experience. So we have, we have globally over 100,000 data points that we didn't have before, people that have gotten sick. But the big thing is the vast majority have gotten well. The way this virus works is about 80% of the people get, have a mild case of it. They get sick. They get well in about 14 days, and it's done. And not only that, what we've learned from this is that their antibodies, the antibodies in their body, start building actually around day 12. And so it happens faster than even a normal flu vaccine. So the point of the matter is, is that you're, you're going to, people who get it are going to get sick. They're going to be sick for about 14 or 18 days, and then they're going to be better, and then they're going to be able to go on with their lives. And then you have another percentage of the population, about 17% of the population, that tend to get uh, really sick, and they have a more severe case of it. And this lasts anywhere from three to six weeks, and, and that's difficult. And then you have the very last uh, small part, and there's been some debate about what the mortality rate on this is, and new studies are coming out, and some say it's a little, uh, it's higher, some say it's a little lower. So the, the numbers are running between 1% and 3% on the mortality and stuff. And those are the people who are... Those are the people who are at high risk. So the important thing is, while this is very important for people that are at high risk, that means if you're over 80, if you have a respiratory problem, or you, uh, or you have a pre-existing condition, you've got to really be very careful. But the, here's the big thing to know. In China today, more people, are, more people are, are getting well every day than are getting sicker. They used to have, they now have like 12 cases today. That's it. So this whole thing runs a gamut of about 30 to 40 days till you get to peak. Now, we're not there yet in the United States. This is going to get ugly. 
Okay, but it's going to get ugly over a period of probably 40 days. You get a lot more testing, more cases. And then after that, it starts falling off very quickly. So people start getting well very, very quickly. So somewhere between 45 and 60 days, we'll see this moment where those who are getting well, there's more of those people than those who are getting sick. And that's when this whole thing begins to turn around. And this is why you would agree that why we – the containment is the most important thing right now. And this is why people are staying home. This is why things are getting canceled. Schools are getting canceled. But the fact that the United States is doing this is really copying what has worked in South, um, South uh, Korea. Korea and China. So we're copying what they're doing. But we, are, as Americans, are not used to this. And so what would you tell our clients about this? Because this is a very unusual time, what we're going through. Well, the big thing here is there's somewhat of an overreaction that's out there. People have panicked about this. Uh, and what's important to recognize is the overreaction may now be the thing that actually helps us in some way get through it more quickly. But I want to break this down and talk about it in terms of the coronavirus, and then I want to talk about its effect on the markets because they're related, obviously. But the, but the point of the matter is, and this is the thing I really want everybody to understand, is that this is not an economic calamity that is going to go on for a long period of time. This is short in duration, and it is a short instance. So we're going to see things stop and contract for roughly 20% of a year, roughly 60 days. Uh, you're going to have, have low economic activity. Everything's going to stop. Then people are going to start getting well, and then they'll, they'll move beyond that. So the important thing for everybody to recognize is that from the data we've seen, from the experiences that exist out there, and everything, this is a short-lived phenomenon. And is there true, Dryden, the reason we know that? Because a lot of people say, well, you know, we can't really trust the information that's coming from China. But we do have three data points that we can point at, which is Starbucks has opened 85% of stores, that uh, Disneyland has reopened, and that the league, the, the basketball league has reopened. So those are really tangible things in China that, that they stopped everything and then they have these things that are coming back online. And so this gives us a good model that, you know, all the stoppage we have right now, that things are going to get better because China, this has happened to. And this is where you come in with your time frame. Isn't that true? Right. That's it. And then also, I think those of you who have been with our firm for a long time know that we're big on, on kind of boots-on-the-ground intelligence. And so for the last uh, several weeks, um, we've had a keen insight into what's going on in China because, uh, as you know, I'm a former intelligence officer, so we have people to talk to out there. And so we've been talking to people that are teachers, uh, to our, uh, Americans who are teaching English via the Internet to Chinese students. And since all the Chinese students have been locked in their homes now for 30, 45 days, uh, these teachers that we have as, as, as resources to talk to are talking to these children every morning because they're continuing with school and they're teaching them English. And we're getting very good insight into what's going on in China. And the bottom line is, although they've been kind of on lockdown, is that mo the latter part of this month people are actually 
This isn't just from the government, but this is actually talking to parents and talking to kids, non-government officials. They're beginning to get back to some semblance of normality. And that's important, and that's a key insight we have. So when we talk about our 60 to 90-day thing, it's not just because we're taking what the Chinese government says at face value. We've actually looked for other indicators that give us data points to make us have a reasonable amount of confidence that this is the time frame that we're dealing with. Okay. Okay, so now that you've, we've kind of discussed what our thoughts is about the virus, now we need, I want you to talk to me and to our clients about the markets. Where we expect the markets to go from here? Well, obviously, we've had a tremendous amount of market volatility. Uh, and you know, we've been doing this for a long time. I mean, we, I mean, you and I both remember the 1987 crash, and then you know, we've been together, and, and many people have been clients, and how we weathered the storm uh, of 2009 and other things through there. So, what we have seen is a very large market overreaction to a potential slowdown in the economy, and fear begets fear. We've seen this contagion. Uh, of, of fear, it has a multiplier effect, and I think that what we have to realistically look look at is that even though some of this is is maybe not particularly logical, uh, it is still a reality for many people. So you've seen a tremendous amount of selling in the market. Uh, they've they've overreacted uh, to many of these things. I mean, the key question is the market is down almost. Uh, 27% from its all-time high, yet uh, you're, you're only looking at a period of, of time of something that's going to slow the economy down for a, a relatively short period of time. So we think that the market's oversold, but rather than stand there and fight it, uh, I think that it's important to take a look and see what opportunity is given. I have said many times that what you want to do is take advantage of volatility and not be its victim. This is, if you look at back at 2018 when we had this huge moment of volatility, the market sold off 18 or 19 percent over a relatively short period of time, about 25 days. By 81 days later, we were fully recovered. And this has gone on a number of times where you have these very fairly short period of times where the market goes down over an 11 to 20 day period, and then it recovers on average over about an 81 day period. So I think what we can expect is we're, we're now in this, this area where we're oversold. The market's going to be volatile every day, every day, because people are looking for some piece of news. Panic. So there's a little bit of panic, not a little, there's a fair amount of panic in the market. Oh, okay. uh, and, and the important thing to recognize is that every, it's, it's now where everybody's looking for some sort of policy moment. Right. So the Fed made an announcement today. The market was down seven. It went up to four. But then the rest of the day it bled off and we ended up down nine. Every day you're going to see some policy statement. It's either going to be a fiscal policy moment from, from the government or a monetary policy moment from the Fed. And the market's going to trade on that. The reason why that there is so much volatility in the market is you've got this tug of war between the people that are absolutely sure it's going to get worse and the people that, that are absolutely sure it's going to get better. And you see this volatility every – and this, this is going to go on for a little while. This is, I think we're going to be bouncing around in this market area. I don't think we're going to get uh, uh, you know, much deeper than this. You could for a few days, but I think that you're going to continue to see this volatility for a while until we begin to get some good positive news. It won't take a lot. Actually, the news doesn't even have to be positive. It just has to be less bad. 
Uh, and, and I'm quoting you on that one, Layla. You yeah. said that the other day on, on, a, on a TV interview. Um, so I think that where we are is that we're at this moment where there's a lot of panic and a lot of fear in the market. And what we need to do is keep our wits about us and recognize that these are when there's tremendous opportunities. Uh, and those are the things we have to have to look for. And I want to. I'm and let me quote you, Dryden. Okay. Dryden always says that throwing out the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. And this is exactly what they're doing. If you look at the companies that they that are down dramatically, even though they may not have any effect, a company like Netflix. So if you're if you're, if you're home, you're going to be watching more. But it doesn't matter what company you own right now, because when people say sell and there's panic, they don't say keep this good one and sell this one. They should say, get me out, get me out. Now, we haven't had that in in in, this, in our firm, but certainly we see it because there's tremendous amount of panic out there. We, so. I mean, I guess the bottom line is, is, is all this panic uh, that other people are doing and probably setting us up for a good opportunity going forward. I mean, you hate to see people uh, fearful and panicked, but really it's kind of playing into stuff to for us to work on. But I, I think that... As we as we talk about this, I want to tell people kind of where we were leading into this. Yeah, so let's talk about now really about what are we doing with our accounts. Sure. I think at the end of the day, that's what people on the phone, our clients want to hear. Sure. So if you go back and look at our first quarter newsletter and your accounts and the things we've done, leading up to this period of time, we have been increasing and overweighting our, our short-term fixed income and our cash uh, leading into this. So by the time we got into it, and a, the, absolutely no for, forethought, we did, it wasn't that we, we predicted a coronavirus, but we, we were looking at, there were moments where the market was getting a little toppy. So we were about you know 5 to 7% overweight in fixed income uh, in certain accounts, depending on the models, and then we had some extra cash. So going into this, we were a little defensive. Certainly, the accounts have been taken down due to this high volatility, but the other thing is, is our stock selection has been pretty good. We're not in the sectors that have been most readily affected. As a matter of fact, we've always never liked international. We have very, very little international. We've never liked um, oil and, and energy because there's plenty of it, and so and those two things have gotten hit very, very hard. We also didn't have any really travel or leisure companies for much. You know, we didn't have the, the cruise lines or, or the airlines and so forth. We didn't have the the JC Penney's or the or the Macy's or the Sears of the world. So we've avoided many of the things that are are getting hit the hardest. And and even though the accounts are certainly down, but you'll find that the accounts are down substantially well, a lot less than the markets or a typical model because of some of these moves. And in fact early on when the when the market started going, we did do some selling and some of the holdings that we we are not we weren't going to have in our models anymore. And what are we doing with that money now, Jordan? Two things you just brought up. The first one is this is why it's important to own individual stocks. If 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 so much of your portfolio is in if most of our portfolios are individual stocks, you can you can then pick what do you want to weight, what do you want to overweight, what do you want to underweight, where do you want to be, and take a look at an individual uh, security selection. Much better than being stuck in very broad based funds and things like this. So the U, unit investment trusts and stocks that we do things are we always know very clearly what we own and what we don't want to own. So security selection is very important. Now in terms of what we're what we're looking at moving forward 
is, you know, many of the holdings that we have are are critically under uh, oversold, uh, and therefore there are some opportunities. And because we have been able to build up some cash, because we're able to have a little extra fixed income that we can liquidate, we're in a position now where we're going to be very very judicious, uh, but put in a little bit of money. Uh, and not every day, but a little bit of money from time to time as we see these price dislocations that make a big difference and some big opportunities. And the other thing that's important here is while this disruption that we're having and this difficulty in the economy that we're having is short-lived and short-term, we're looking at companies that have income streams that far exceed the period of time that this is going to go on. If this is a 60 or 90 day problem, we're looking for companies that make money over very long periods of time. Defense companies that have long contracts. We take a look at uh, at, at, at systems and, and housing and we take a look at uh, also, I, I, we still love Amazon because 60% of their uh, value is in the AWS, which is basically cloud. The cl this, this virus is not in the cloud. So I think that you have to look at uh, our stock selection through here that gives us great uh, anticipation that somewhere over the next 60 to 90 days, some of it soon, some of it could be a little bit later, we're going to be able to put this dry powder that we've had a little bit to work. Remember, we're investing for the long term. We're not investing for 60 days. We're investing for six years or 16 years or, or, or you know, longer periods of time, well, and those are important. Yeah, here's, here's what I've been telling some of the clients that have been calling Dryden, and I've been basically asking them, where do you think this virus is going to be a year from now? Well, a year from now, we're likely to have a vaccine. We're certainly likely to have some sort of medication to treat this a lot faster and more effectively. And we have also the warm weather that's coming that will help reduce the spread. So I tell my clients, I tell them that if you think a year from now this will be behind us, now, if we're only investing for one, if we're only investing for one year, then we shouldn't be in the market in the first place. But if you're investing for a year and you can withstand this, and I know this is hard, it's hard for us. And it could get a warning. I've been saying that all along. But at some point in time, it's going to get better. And it is going to be a lot better. And those who have that strong stomach, I've actually had many clients call me and actually add money to their accounts, which is which is amazing, which tells me we've been which telling exactly, the right story. Which we've been saying the right story all along. It's the, it, is, it is exactly the right thing to do. I've also had clients call me today and other days, hey, if I have an IRA and they've been thinking about converting to Roth, we've been doing a lot of that. So it's really important that as you have specific situations that you want to talk to us about, that's what we're here for. And that's why we're doing this kind of call. So, so to tell you frankly and openly exactly what we think, exactly where, what we see, and, you know, we, we can't tell you exactly when this will end, but we know it's going to end. If you, if you have a one-year horizon and one year from now, it's not going to be the same thing. There's going to be a lot of pent-up demands. The earnings are going to disappear in the next quarter or two. They're going to come back because people are not going to stop going out 
and, and traveling and spending money and going to restaurants and shopping. That's just not what we do. As a matter of fact, we're saving a lot of money right now. Everyone in this pocket is having money. I know, you know, not going out to dinner like we have and, and plays and sporting events, which, you know, I all love. People are hoarding money right now, and, and they're going to want to spend that, and there will be a time. So that pent-up demand is going to be there. I, I think, uh, Layla, you're making a great point. I think the thing uh, that we have to pay attention to here, and just to remind everybody, is that is that this is a a temporary set of circumstances. Uh, we think that, um, as you said, where is this going to be a year from now? I think this year, the year from now, this is going to be a distant memory. Uh, and Brian, one of the things that my clients are really fearing is the fact. They, they still remember 2008, 2009. Can you just quickly tell them why this is not the same thing? Sure. In 2000, the problems in 2008 and 2009 were major structural issues within the economy that had to do with the banking system. Our banking system is now strong. It is resilient. The plumbing, the system, all of those things work. The banks are well capitalized. What we're seeing now is a, a virus that affects human demand for a short period of time. It affects consumer demand for a short period of time. It is not an in, a, a internal structural flaw within the economy. And so what we're getting is it kind of a, 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 a sudden stop, and it's going to affect for a while, and then it's going to start, start up again. But this is definitely not uh, a, a 2000. And we have three things going for us. We're going to have the warm weather coming. There's going to be some fiscal policy. There'll be some help from the federal government. And there's certainly some monetary policy that is helping. So we have these three things that will help us a long way because there's going to be pain. Some companies, some people are going to have lots of pain this next two quarters until things get better. But there is help on the way, and that will help. The amount of stimulus that they're projecting to put into the economy, not just in the U.S., but globally, uh, is pretty impressive. And the stimulus is going to exist long after the virus is gone. Uh, so I think that we're seeing this moment where the things we're doing to kind of get us through this rough, rough spot are going to have some long-term positive effects uh, that will return the market uh, and the economy uh, back to the, the growth rate that it had before. Uh, and, and that's important. So, so basically... Trying to end this um, conversation today, the way I look at it, stocks are on sale. When everything else goes on sale, people rush to it. Right, right now they're only rushing to Costco, which is, by, by the way, it's one of our biggest holdings. But it's still down because, again, when you sell, they don't say keep this one and sell this, uh, and sell this one. Everything is being sold out, even though probably Costco will have the best, one of the best earnings ever. But back to my thought is that things are on sale. Unlike anything else that goes on sale, stocks, people are trying to avoid. In fact, if you have a strong stomach or anything, this is the time to get courageous, and this is what we're doing here. We have an amazing investment team. We're working hard. We're all here first thing in the morning. We're analyzing things. We are not going to panic like everyone else. You're going to have to have a strong stomach. This could go down lower before it turns around. On the other hand, just as quickly as the markets go down, any news, anything, as soon as things don't sound as bad, 
The market always looks nine months a year from now, and they'll start moving because these people that are selling don't want to miss the up market. So we can easily have 2,000 points increases when it's just like we've had them on the downside. So with that, I'm going to let John give a closing remark. So I just want to remind everybody that we've been doing this for a long time. We've navigated these rough spots uh, successfully for a long time. The pattern that we've had over the last five or six years is a rapid sell-off followed by a recovery that lasts around 80 days. We now have, and that's in the market, we have this economy moment that we have. It's a quick, uh, sharp contraction followed by something that will cover, recover as, as people recover from this illness. And so we have a pattern understanding time. Now we have to make sure that we control our fear. And that's a key moment. So you know, when we, I've said it time and again, many of you have seen the slide, that you, want to t that, that you want to keep calm and carry on. You want to keep calm and buy on dips. And you want to take advantage of volatility and not be its victim. Those are the things that we're trying to do here. I'm not about to say that it's all clear. The news is probably going to get worse before it gets better. You're going to see these headlines of a bunch of people that are sick. Uh, and, and, and everyone's going to make headlines out of that. But the thing to remember is that people get well, and they get well about as quickly as they get sick. And therefore, this is a cycle that we're going to be able to grow out of uh, fairly quickly. Uh, you mentioned the weather coming on and doing better. And every day that goes by, we know more about this virus. We learn more about it. We learn how we're able to deal with it. And some of the fear and uncertainty about this is dissipating as we move through it. Uh, so I really think that we're <clears throat> in a position to move forward. Uh, again, we're doing this call today to kind of address some of what we anticipate some of your concerns may be. Uh, and I think that we've tried to be proactive in getting information out to you. We will continue to do that, so watch your emails. Uh, we will continue to communicate with you, so take a look at the emails. But the, the big thing, the overall arching thing of this, is this is going to pass, and we're going to take advantage of the opportunities it presents to us. Because for almost all of our clients, your investment time horizon is much, much longer than this short-term uh, situation that we have here. Uh, and then Layla, has any more comments? No, I just want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to us today. And um, we are also here personally available for any personal questions or specific questions you might have. You can, you're certainly can get in touch with that with us uh, then and. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you all soon, and have a great evening. Bye-bye.